Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Thank you, Pastor Buddy. Woo. Man, it feels good. What an honor it is to be here. Was it just me or was that time of worship just on point? Amen? I'm telling y'all right now, we have such a phenomenal band and praise team. Amen. We're so thankful. Now, during, during worship, I was thinking to myself, what would I actually do if Jesus walked through those doors right in the back right now? I mean, can you imagine Jesus himself? What would you say if he walked into the room? How would you praise? Come on, somebody. How would you shout if he walked into the room? What would you do if you were in the presence of the king of kings? Now, I'm guilty as charged because I find myself a lot of times rushing through my time with God, my time of worship. I mean, he deserves so much better from me, and I imagine he deserves maybe a little bit better from you as well. To keep it real, I mean, it's hard sometimes trying to truly set aside that one-on-one time with Jesus outside of church, you know. So how, how can we do better? We could be intentional with our time, right? We can stop and smell the roses more, actually stop and reflect on the many things that we're actually grateful and thankful for. We can set aside some time just for Jesus, just like you would make an appointment on your calendar. Now, as we begin to do these things, what's cool is that over time, we will begin to long for God's presence, to feel his wonderful embrace, to truly be in awe of him. Amen. Now, raise your hand if you're willing to take that next step and do better in your personal time with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, that might be all you needed today. You just need a good challenge. So if you need to go now, just go ahead and take that challenge with you, and we'll see you next time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here. What an honor it is to truly be able to worship freely in this country. Amen. Amen. Pastor Buddy. Yeah, Pastor Buddy, Pastor Rodney, thank you so much for this humbling opportunity. Folks, you don't realize just how much these two men do until you attempt to walk in their shoes. And I am truly blessed to have both of them as personal mentors. Can you just give them, their spouses, their children, just a hand clap of appreciation. They served this church with a selfless and servant's heart for so many years. We're truly thankful for both of you. Amen. Now let's go to the word of the Lord today. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. That can be exhausting sometimes, right? Doing the right thing over and over again, serving others, serving God. I mean, it can get pretty exhausting. But at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if, everybody say if, if we don't give up. So what happens when your flesh wants to quit? What happens when your flesh hits that wall and you just can't seem to go any further? I mean, really, you have to ask yourself a few questions. How far am I willing to go for me and my family? How far am I willing to go for a friend or a stranger? How far am I willing to go for God? If I put a title to this message, it would be in the form of a question. How far are you willing to go? How far 
Are you willing to go? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being here, just being in your presence. Lord, I just ask that you open up our minds, open up our hearts, allow us to receive your word, speak right through me, challenge us so we can draw deeper and closer to you. We trust you, we love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 That's right. Now, is it easy to go beyond your limits? Is it easy to go beyond your comfort zone? Of course not. It's hard, right? Now, how many of you have ever worked out or exercised before? Okay. Keep your hand raised if you actually enjoy working out or exercising. <laughs> yeah, all right. So y'all know what I mean when I say muscle failure, right? You're getting those reps in, you're doing those push-ups, you're, getting, you're holding that plank for a few more seconds, you're running that mile, you're lifting those weights. But then your body reaches this muscle failure point where you just can't go any further. I mean, you're straining, you're really trying to do it, but... It just stops. You run out of strength, and you can't go any further. I remember in 2015, I was training for the Richmond Marathon. And, of course, as a soldier in the Army, the furthest we usually run was like four or five miles. So the idea of running 26.2 miles was unheard of. But I remember training. I had a 16-week training plan, and I was pumped. I was excited to accomplish this goal. And so some days I would have three, four miles to run. Other days I would have 12, 13 miles to run. But I was training, and you could ask me any day. You'd be like, hey, Stephen, how far are you willing to go today? I'd say, man, I'm feeling good right now. I'm willing to go all the way. I can run all 26.2 right now. Then other days, you'd be like, hey, Stephen, how's your training going? I'd be like, if I can just reach that stop sign right there. Amen. Then race day came. It was a beautiful November morning, 52 degrees and sunshine. Oh, I was feeling so good. I had plenty of rest the night before. I had a great meal the night before. I was pumped and ready. There was thousands of people around. We're all pumped and ready to run this race. So they say, on your mark, and set, go. And we take off running. And, y'all, I felt so good. I mean, all my training was kicking in. I felt amazing. The first couple miles, too easy. Got all the way to 13.1. Finished the half marathon. I was like, man, I just got to do that one more time, and I'm done. This is sweet. But then... I hit mile number 18. Y'all, it felt like a truck just hit me. I mean, my legs were hurting. My feet were in so much pain. I was literally limping. I had to stop. I had to pull over to the side like I was driving. I pulled over, leaned up against a tree, and just started stretching. I was like, I don't know if I can make it. Like, I literally ran out of strength. I reached this muscle failure point, and I couldn't go any further. But, y'all, not just my body was hurting. My pride was hurting because I had 67-year-old grandmas just running right past me. I had 12, 14-year-old girls passing me. I'm like, y'all. And then I could hear my drill sergeant in my head from boot camp say, is that all you got, Funes? Is that all you got? And quite frankly, that's all I had. I couldn't go any further. You see, it's uncomfortable pushing beyond what your flesh wants to do. It doesn't feel normal, and you can easily discourage yourself from going further. Pastor Thompson spoke last week about being weak enough, weak enough to allow God's strength to be made perfect. Let me explain. You see, I was able to make it to mile 18 through my own will, my own strength. I had all my training, right? But there was no way I could finish this race on my own. At mile 18, I was at my weakest point, but it was in that moment where God's strength was able to be made perfect in my weakness. 
See, that would allow him to get all the glory when I crossed that finish line at 26.2 miles. It was so surreal because when I crossed that finish line, I knew for a fact it wasn't because of my training. It was because of my Savior. Amen. Amen. Now, mile 18 was symbolic to me because it was at 18 years old when I realized I couldn't complete this race called life on my own. I ran out of fuel. I ran out of purpose without God, and I knew I needed Jesus in my life to carry me through to the finish line. Now, God is calling each of us to do some amazing things for our families, amazing things for our communities, amazing things for our world, amazing things for Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, it says, Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. So you can ask yourself how far are you willing to go, in which you can also ask yourself how far are you willing to go as far as Jesus goes? Are you willing to go as far as God goes? You see, if the Lord already goes ahead of you and is waiting for you at your promise, come on, somebody, are you willing to go as far as he did? You see, what's interesting is that God is outside of time. It's so cool to fathom the idea. I mean, he's so big. He literally created time, and so he could look at time, past, present, future, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, all in the same glance. So when you see the scripture says the Lord will personally go ahead of you, that means he's already in your future. He's already at that mission dream come true right there. But then the next line says he will be with you, so he's also in your present at the same time. And if you've already asked for forgiveness, your past is exactly that. It's in the past. And so he's focused on the now and the future, but he's with you in both. So are you willing to push beyond your own comfort zone, beyond your normal trust level in God, and really take a step of faith in trusting in God's timing? Can you trust the one who created time? Can you trust the one who created you? Now, you might be thinking to yourself, sure, Stephen, that's easy. have been placed in unfortunate circumstance at the very beginning of our lives, and it didn't seem fair at the time. It wasn't your fault, and it was completely out of your control. But today, how far are you willing to go today to create a new legacy for your family, for your children, and their children, and their children? Now, raise your hand if you either come from divorced parents or know someone who has been in a divorce. Wow, just about every hand. Amen. Now, I come from divorced parents, but just as a side note, I am so blessed. Because how many of you can attest to God taking what the enemy meant for evil and turning it for something oh so good? Amen. I have amazing step-parents, step-siblings, a big multicultural family. Absolutely love it. I got double the holidays, double the family meals. They love me. I love them. It's beautiful. But with that being said, now that I'm married... I want to create a new legacy where divorce is no longer an option. See, a commitment like this, amen. You see, a commitment like this starts way before I'm well into my marriage. I mean, it starts before I even say I do. It starts before I even ask her out on a date. I mean, so how far are you willing to go to determine and be sure that that young man or that young woman you're interested in is the one for you that God has appointed? 
Any single ladies out there? Go ahead and raise your hand. Single ladies? All right. Amen. Fellas, single fellas out there, where you at? All right, all right. You're welcome, by the way. Okay. Now, I imagine you all have a checklist of, account of compatibility, right? You got your list of standards that you want your spouse to meet. And as they come across, you go, mm-hmm, you size them up. You get to go across the checklist. Ah, they're missing a few. Next, right? But then that one comes along, and you're like, oh, they fit all of my checklist and some bonus material. I think that's the one. And, it, you know, you might be running out of time. You might be like, oh, you know, I'm kind of impatient. I want to go ahead and get married. So since they fit my checklist, they're the one. I'm going to go ahead and scoop them up. But how do you know if that is the one? See, because you can actually, newsflash, you can actually be compatible with a lot of people. But there's only one that God has appointed. So what do you do? You got to date with a purpose. You got to be kingdom-minded in your pursuit of your mate. Amen? So I wanted to be sure. <laughs> I was 19 years old. I had just been a Christian maybe about a year. I was pumped. I wanted to find my wife. I was tired of playing around. I just wanted to date with a purpose and find the one. So how do I do that? Well, I met this young lady named Jasmine. Praise God. We started talking. We started texting, phone calls every day. And I was like, man, I think this is, this is it. I mean, the chemistry is so strong here. I mean, this might be it. But then I was like, Jasmine, now hold up. Hold up, girl. Because <laughs> I want to be sure. I mean, you cute and all, but I got to make sure you are the one because I'm trying to build a new legacy. Amen? So I'm going to go ahead and not just... Talk to God about it, pray about it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast about it. Anybody like fasting out there? Some of y'all getting hungry right now just thinking about fasting. <laughs> but I wanted to be sure. So I prayed and I fasted for months. She was so patient with me, such a blessed heart. Then I realized, like, okay, got the green light. So, oh, man, she's the one. And guess what, y'all? Next weekend, we're celebrating six years of marriage. Amen. Amen. To see, I was willing to go further, not just, you know, go through my checklist, but really look for God's checklist, really pray and fast and seek that full spiritual clarity that she was my wife. I was willing to go further for myself in my own marriage, but how far am I willing to go for someone else or for someone else's marriage? You see, a few years ago, I got a phone call from a married couple I knew and they said, hey, Stephen, I just want to let you know that we're filing for divorce. I was like, wait, what? You know, it hit me because I was married at the time. And so I was like, man, what's going on? What happened? So, yeah, we've been married for years, but we're just running out of strength. And as I began to process what they were saying, I realized that they were hitting that wall. Their flesh was hitting that wall where they had no more strength. And they felt like the only conclusion was to separate. And that was tough to hear. And I was like, well, aren't you going to fight for your marriage? They said, we just don't have any strength left. We're exhausted. We're just better off separating. So I was like, how many of y'all know that a divorce, something as complex as divorce, yes, it has physical and emotional things going on, but there's a whole lot of spiritual warfare going on behind the scenes. And so I did what I only knew I could do. I went into my war room. Anybody got a war room? Come on, somebody. Got that prayer closet. You just walk in and close it. Maybe it's your car. You just roll all the windows up, just you and God. And I was standing in the gap for this couple because they weren't even willing to fight for their own marriage. But I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I claim victory over this marriage. I pray healing and restoration over this marriage in the name of Jesus. Week after week, month after month, four months later, 
I get another phone call, same married couple. They said, Stephen, you won't believe this. I said, what? He said, we're giving our marriage another chance. We're giving our marriage another chance. I don't know what happened. We were out of strength back then four months ago, but now we just feel this rejuvenation, like some endless supply of strength just kind of came right on through, tore up the divorce papers and everything. And to this day, they are married well over 20 years of marriage. Praise God. God may be asking you to stand in the gap for someone else that may not be even willing to fight for themselves. Amen. Now, when we take a look at a man like Noah in the Bible, we see some really cool faith and obedience and a willingness to go as far as God will call him to. I mean, as ridiculous as the request was to take the next century of his life, 120 years of his life to be exact, to build a boat which at the time it had never been invented, for a flood of rain, which at the time it had never rained. Can you imagine? But Noah was willing to go beyond his normal reasoning. He said, God, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never even seen a boat, never even seen this rain stuff. You said it's supposed to flood, so I'm going to go ahead and just do what you do, what you tell me to do. I'm just going to simply obey no matter the cost. And that was just with one word from God. You see, because Noah didn't hear back from God for 120 years years. Let that sink in for a moment. Noah was given a mission. He was given a task to complete, given a promise, and then Noah had to execute without any further instruction. You see, we get so impatient with God sometimes, right? We get so impatient with him when he seems silent, but perhaps God has already given you the answer, already given you the promise, already given you your next mission, and now he is waiting for you to build. See, how far was Noah willing to go? He was willing to go pretty far, wouldn't you say? At what point do you draw the line and say no to God? Where is your threshold? See, because everyone has a quitting point. Throughout your walk with God, he will test and see where your threshold is on how far you're actually willing to go for him. See, I became a new Christian in 2010 at 18 years old, got baptized right over here, received the Holy Spirit, just on fire for Jesus, right? Amen. But then God was like, okay, congratulations, you know, you're my son, you're a new creation in me, but I'm going to go ahead and test to see how far you're really willing to go for me. I said, okay, God, I love you, I'll do anything for you, I mean, I trust you. I said, okay, we'll see. <laughs> he said, Stephen, let's start with the basics, I need you to go to church every Sunday. Oh, too easy. I mean, that's fun. I mean, I love it here. Just one day a week. Cool. I'll go ahead and cross that threshold. And then he's like, okay, I need you to go ahead and join a small group, join a life group, get involved during the week as well. Oh, that's additional days. So I still got a few days left to myself. I think that'd be fun. I'll go ahead and cross that threshold. Stephen, I gave you my words. I need you to read it every single day, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. Like every day, like Monday through Friday, or like, oh, you mean every day. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and cross that threshold. Stephen, I need you to pray without ceasing. I just need you to talk to me, openly communicate all day, every day. That sounds pretty good. That sounds beneficial, too. It's like five minutes, ten minutes, how much you need? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and cross that. All right. Stephen, I need you to go ahead and incorporate fasting as a spiritual discipline in your life. Um, I'm getting kind of hungry right now. Can, can I just rain check that, just fasting? Okay. All right. It's a little iffy, but I'll try to cross that threshold, too. Hey, Stephen, I need you to go and share your faith with that homeless man over there. 
I mean, he looks a little rough around the edges, God. I mean, he may not accept what I have to say. I, I don't know about that one, Lord. Stephen, I need you to go to another country and share my gospel with my children. Ooh, sounds kind of far, God. Can I just send somebody else, maybe pay for them to go? No, you want me to go. I just kept hitting this wall. My flesh just didn't want to go further in my own strength. I remember I was standing right over here. It was in spring of 2012, and I just started dating Jasmine at the time, praise God. And it was after service, and she walks from across the auditorium right over here. And she said, hey, Stephen, guess what? I said, why? She said, I just wanted to share something with you. I said, okay. She said, when I was a little girl, God put it on my heart that I was going to be a pastor's wife one day. Sweet, that's awesome. I just wanted to let you know. Okay, see you later. Okay. I've only been a Christian about a year. So, y'all, my heart started racing because I started to calculate what she was saying. I was like, okay, so just a few months ago, I prayed and fasted that she was going to be the one for me, and God gave me that green light. Okay, check. But then before she even met me, God put on her heart she's going to be a pastor's wife. Okay. So she's supposed to be my wife, and that's supposed to make me a pa- Whoa. <laughs> Mm-mm. God, I'm not ready for that. Mm-mm. No, sir. Why are you doing this? Come on. She was just kidding, wasn't she? She didn't really hear that from you, right? She didn't really feel that. Maybe she'll change her mind. Yet when God puts something on your heart, it's as if he seals it with his blood, a promise that no human on earth can stop. See, a seed was planted so deep that day in a spot in my heart soil that was already pre-dug. Didn't even know it. So how far out of your comfort zone are you willing to go for God? You can't let your insecurities or feelings of inadequacy stop you from fulfilling your purpose because Jesus qualifies who he calls. Amen. Now, when we take a look at a man like Abraham in the Bible, we see a man that was willing to go all the way for God. Abraham was told by God that he had to kill and sacrifice his son Isaac his only son at the time. Now, we just celebrated Father's Day last week, so dads, can you imagine you enjoying life with your child for a few years, and then God just says, hey, I'm going to need them back. I mean, the very son Abraham prayed for, the very son he received at 100 years old, I mean, he waited a whole lifetime for this promise. See, some of us have been waiting on God to answer a prayer or to fulfill a promise or to fulfill a dream of ours. We may be waiting here in the present, but remember, he has already completed the work in your future. It's already done. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. So no matter how disastrous or chaotic it seems right now, you have hope to know that there are already plans in your future for good. Amen. Now, Abraham was going to obey and sacrifice his only son solely out of obedience to God. Now, what is God calling you to do that is solely out of obedience to him? What area of your life have you not given to God fully? What sin keeps returning in your life that continues to get in the way of your progress? What is your threshold? And are you willing to take a leap of faith beyond it? How far are you willing to go. Now, I know there are children present, so I will keep this as G-rated as possible. But just like many of you, at an early age, you were exposed to some inappropriate images or videos 
So in my middle school years, high school years, young adult years, I mean, I viewed these bad things regularly. And that caused me to have a significant problem with lustful temptations. And so as I approached marriage, I had to ask myself, how far am I willing to go to honor my wife, to honor God, and build a strong legacy for my children? You see, because my flesh continued to run into the same wall of temptation over and over again. Self-control wasn't good enough anymore because my own strength would run out. Now, as you know, the temptation leads to lustful thoughts, and those thoughts lead to lustful actions, and a series of such actions can lead to destruction. And once I discovered that over half of divorces involved one of the spouses regularly viewing such things online, I had to ask myself, was I willing to risk my marriage over something that I was ashamed to bring to the surface? Was I willing to swallow my pride and seek accountability? How far was I really willing to go? Well, glory to God, I discovered an internet accountability software called Covenant Eyes, which essentially allows you to have an accountability partner of your choice, receive notifications right in their inbox anytime you look at bad things online, on your phone, computer, tablet, etc. Long story short, I chose my main man, Pastor Rodney, as my accountability partner. And if I were to ever slip up, he would know about it. I mean, right into his inbox. And then we would discuss it. I would confess, repent, and move forward. Amen. So my question to you men, to you ladies, to you young adults, to you teenagers, how far are you willing to go to protect yourself, to protect your purity, to protect your family? to protect your legacy. And see, this is where that personal responsibility kicks in because you have free will, so you have a choice to make. Now, as you can see, when you ask yourself how far are you willing to go for yourself and your family or how far are you willing to go for a friend or a stranger or even how far are you willing to go for God, it can also be referring to something even deeper, something internal, something as deep as forgiveness. Forgiveness is not easy, is it? I mean, forgiving someone is one of the hardest things to do because it's unnatural. It doesn't happen overnight. And you essentially have to forgive them over and over. Pray blessings over them over and over. Forgive them again and again. I mean, there may be someone on your mind right now that has done you wrong, like big time wrong. And it's so hard to forgive them. You know you should because Jesus forgave you, but It's so much easier said than done, right? Are you willing to forgive that family member? Are you willing to forgive that person who has done something very hurtful and seemingly unforgivable? Are you willing to forgive yourself? How far are you willing to forgive? What's interesting is that some of us are mad at God and are holding something against God as if He did something to us that is unforgivable, as if he needs our forgiveness. But let me reassure you, there are two things God cannot do and never will. He cannot lie and never will. And he cannot make a mistake and never will. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. 
For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You see, we try to fathom an infinite God, try to understand what he does and why he does certain things or why he allows certain things to happen. We try to fathom the one who is so big. I mean, he is literally outside of time. And yet we try to figure him out with our three-pound human brain. I mean, it's impossible. So we must trust him. We must trust his ways. We must trust his love. Let's all stand. Praise team musicians, would you come? You see, folks, it's all about your perspective, your vantage point on how you view God in your life. Some of you have gone through some horrific events in your life that have put a wound and a scar so deep it seems unrepairable. You have gone through hell on earth, endured the worst of the worst, and yet you are still here. That is because God hasn't failed you and never will. He is still good to you and always will be. I mean, he loves you deeper than you love yourself, deeper than you love your own children. So before you doubt God, doubt your doubts. Before you cast stones, remember where God brought you from. This could be our prayer today. Psalm 51, verse 1 and 2. It says, have mercy on me, O God. Because of your unfailing love. I mean, that relentless love, that reckless love that is always in constant pursuit of us. A love that never fails. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. You see, folks, Jesus paid the ultimate price for us, for you. He faced a grueling torture and crucifixion, conquered death, the grave, and sin itself, and resurrected with the full victory and the only path to God himself. So since he died for you, are you willing to die for him? Crucifying your flesh daily to better serve him. Standing up for Jesus when he stood up for you. How far are you willing to go for your Savior? You see, if you ask Jesus how far was he willing to go, for you? <laughs> I mean, he went all the way for you. He went to the cross, defeated death, and now sits on the throne of heaven for you. See, everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard, and yet God gave his only son, Jesus Christ, so we can have the free gift of eternal life. We just have to believe. You may ask, okay, Stephen, what do I do now? What's my next step? Well, that's just it. Your next step is to take your next step because by now you should have clear whereabouts of your threshold where your flesh has stopped you and you feel like you can't go any further in your own strength. That is where God comes in. You may ask yourself, how far am I willing to go? But really, you can now ask yourself, how far am I willing to allow God to take me? This altar is open right now. How far are you willing to go today? You may need to review the legacy you're leaving behind for your family. You may need to review your attitude towards others and allow God to search your heart fully. You may need to forgive someone. Maybe forgive yourself. You may need to accept Jesus into your life as your Savior today for the first time. Or maybe you just need to receive a fresh touch from God because it's been a while. Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39 says, Each of you 
must repent of your sins and turn to God. I mean, that's step one that we must all do every day. Repent, turn to God every day. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you've never been water baptized or you don't remember your baptism because you were so young or you just feel like you need a fresh cleanse and a new start, you can get baptized today, right here, right now. Seriously, if that is you, come over to these doors to my left, your right. We will get you all set up. Amen. It says, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, you have an amazing opportunity, folks, to build your legacy for generations because it says this promise is to you, to your children, and those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. So if you feel a unique tug on your heart today, that is God knocking on the door to your heart, knocking on that specific area of your life. He wants to come all the way in. So how far are you willing to go? That's it. Just come right up to the front. The altar is open. You will have an opportunity to respond to God. See, because there is something on your heart and on your mind today, right now, that you need to bring to God. So how far are you willing to come? See, Jesus is here right now. He's here right now. See, some of you have come and need a fresh touch, need a healing from God. Well, your healer is in this room. Some of you need to be saved from your sin and just given a fresh start. Well, your Savior is in this room. Some of you have hit some hard times financially and you just need a financial miracle. Well, your provider is in the room. Some of you just feel locked up in bondage and all you want to do is be set free. But your Redeemer is in the room. Some of you have just been losing lately. I mean, every turn that you take, you're just at a loss. You're constantly losing. You just want to win for once. Well, your champion is in this room. He's in this room right now. So what will you do? How far are you willing to come? How far are you willing to go? He's as close as a whisper. Jesus, Jesus.
Bless you in this house, Lord. 